brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. First this morning, pre-K registration is right around the corner. In fact, the first step in the process starts tomorrow. For information about registering your child, I spoke with System Registrar Lisa Watson. All right, Ms. Watson, well, let's start with what exactly does the System Registrar do? I meet and greet um, new residents that are coming into Monroe County that are enrolling their children into our school system. I receive the documents that we require and also records from their previous school, um, which are very important so that we know where to place the child and that they are in the appropriate classes that they need. Okay, now there's a pretty big event coming up. Pre-K registration is right around the corner. So can you kind of walk parents through the process? Yes, ma'am. Um, beginning February the 28th through March the 4th, pre-K enrollment packets will be available for pickup here at our central office from eight to five. Um, they will have a list of all the documents needed when you come in for your appointment, which will be made online. And there will be a link on our district website that will be available March the 7th at 8 a.m. and will be open through the 11th. The link gets busy pretty quick. Um, so if you don't get through right away, just keep trying and you will eventually get through. Or you can call the office also. And your child must be four by September 1st in order to be um, eligible for pre-K. Okay, so that means next week people come to the office, they pick up the packets. And then the following week, they make that appointment. Is correct. That correct. Yes. Yes. And what does that appointment mean? That appointment um, is set so that you can come in and bring your documents, which will be listed on the packet, and also your proof of residence. So without and that appointment, you're not getting into pre-K. Correct. And the best thing to do is make sure you have all of your documents when you come in for that appointment because if it is not complete, then their spot is not going to be reserved. And it is first come, first serve. Okay. And so, there's limited spots. All right, so next week, come by and get your packets. Then the following week, you're going to go to our website, which is monroe.k12.ga.us. Again, monroe.k12.ga.us, and look for that link to sign up for your appointment. Now, what about kindergarten registration? Kindergarten registration is, it works about the same way. Um, if your baby is in pre-K this year in Monroe County, you don't have to do anything. The system rolls them up, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, if they are new coming in with, um, to kindergarten, then the packets, again, will be available at the central office, and they will be available March the 28th through April 1st. Then the link for appointments for that will begin on April the 11th through the 15th. And it all just works the same as um, uh, pre-K. You just there'll be a list of documents needed, and and you when you come in, just make sure you have all your documents. Okay, so we're going to do pre-K first, mm -hmm. and then we're going to do kindergarten, but just for children that did not attend pre-K in Monroe County. Correct. All right. Now, what about parents that have students returning that are not in pre-K this year, kindergarten, just register re regular registration process for next year? Okay. They, the school system rolls them up, um, so you really don't have to do anything unless there's any sort of contact or information or household information that needs to be updated or changed. If you've moved or if a phone number changes or something, um, it's just 
you can go through Infinite Campus through the parent portal and update it yourself, or you can call us and we can get it updated for you. But it's just uh, very important that we have the most recent uh, information to contact them in our system. Okay, and do we know yet about proof of residency? That is going to be done as as a past couple of years, just where they do a random um, household check. So it'll be check your emails pretty regularly, just to make sure if you are one that is chosen so that you can get your documents in. Those can also be submitted through Infinite Campus, or you can bring them in either way. But it's going to be a random uh, draw of households. It's not going to be everyone as we have in the past. All right, so keep an eye out for those emails. If you have questions, you can always go to our website and look at the registration information. Correct. And all the documents are listed online that people need. Is that yes, correct? Yes, yes, yes. As far as the, um, the uh, proof of residence, yes, absolutely. And um, also just keep an eye out on our district and the school's websites for any information, uh, any new things that are going on within our county. All right, Ms. Watson, anything else you want to tell parents about what goes on in this office? Are we good? We are good. We are good. We just, um, yeah, we're excited for the next school year. Excellent. Yes. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us this morning. Thank you. Again, packet pickup begins tomorrow at the central office. We're wrapping up our focus on Career, Technical, and Agricultural Education Month, or CTAE Month, with a look at a few more pathways available to our Mary Person students. We begin with the General Automotive Technology Pathway. Here's MPTV's Ella Magda with more. My name is Ella Magda. I'm a student at Mary Persons, and today I'm interviewing Mr. Evans about his CTAE Pathway. Could you explain to listeners what a CTAE Pathway is? Yes, a CTAE Pathway is a program of study that helps learners discover their interests and their passions and empowers them to choose the educational pathway that can lead to success in high school, college, and career. Which CTAE pathway do you teach at Mary Persons? I teach the General Automotive Technology Pathway. What are the different classes a student will take if they choose to complete your pathway? Well, in the General Automotive Technology Pathway, we have three courses. Automotive Technologies 1, Automotive Technologies 2, Automotive Technologies 3, and then an internship after they complete those three courses. What skills do students obtain by completing your pathway? Students in this course will learn basic skills needed to gain employment as an entry-level automotive technician. Skills such as electrical and electronic diagnostic and repair, preventative maintenance, and lube service repair, oil changing, steering and suspension with an emphasis on front end alignment and tires and wheel replacement along with balancing. How would you respond to a student who is wondering how your pathway will benefit them after high school? Well, becoming an automotive technician is a good career option, especially if you're passionate about cars love working with your hands, and wish to start earning a salary as early as possible. I would let students know that becoming a technician is also rewarding in terms of pay 
as technicians can earn more than $65,000 annually. In which careers would the completion of your pathway be beneficial? Well, after they complete these three courses in the internship, students should be able to become proficient as an automotive technician or diesel technician, loop service technician. Some students could go into service advisors, parts counter clerk, a receptionist at a dealership, or even an automotive salesperson. How does Skills USA tie into what students are already doing in your class? Well, Skills USA is the framework that provides students with personal workplace skills and technical skills while building confidence and grit with members graduating annually who are job ready day one. Another option open to our students is the building construction pathway. For more on that, we go to MPTV's James May. Good afternoon, my name is James May and I'm here today with Mr. Herm. Hey, I'm DJ Herm. I am the construction teacher of Mary Persons. And um, today I'm going to ask him some questions about his CTAE pathway. First question of the day is, what is the CTAE pathway that you teach? I teach building construction, which means we have the opportunity to complete a pathway in carpentry, masonry, electrical, or plumbing. Mm, okay. Um, can you tell me the importance of your CTAE pathway? Well, I'd say on, you know, on the national whole, the, the, one of the biggest problems we face economically is just a lack of skilled labor. And so programs like ours uh, help develop skills for students who are interested in a career in construction. Kind of gives them a jump start. Guys leaving a program, program like mine uh, are liable to start for 2 $3 an hour more uh, than someone walking in off the street without any of this training at all. Okay. Um, why did you choose to teach this pathway? Well, I worked for about 30 years in the construction industry and, and uh, kind of fell into the, the opportunity. Um, I've enjoyed teaching, but it's something I'm passionate about. I love to build. I love the idea of helping young people uh, develop skills for a, a career that I found to be very, very valuable. All right. Um, how does Skills USA or Skills US um, Challenge go into what students do in your class? It gives them an opportunity to compete against one another in our program or locally. And then also within Skills USA, we have a regional and then a state and then national contest that the kids can, can advance to. Uh, and in the fall, we have an event called the Skills Challenge, which is a little different than Skills USA, a little confusing with the names. But the Skills Challenge was put together with uh, guys that did the kind of work I did before, uh, the Associate General Contractors where we developed this in order to help the students get good at the uh, skills that they need to win at the Skills, or skills USA contest. So this has become sort of an independent thing. Accidentally, it's become a really big deal. Uh, statewide, we have uh, eight different events in the fall that are uh, really to showcase the students' abilities. Uh, in, the, in both of these events, all of these contests, there are employers there that are looking for talent. And so it's an opportunity for the kids to demonstrate that. Mm -hmm. um, and last question, what advice do you give to kids that take your pathway? Um, well, there's a lot. Uh, but I would say, if anything, don't wait until you... Um, I'd say the, the, most, the best advice I can give you is start now. Whatever it is you want to do, whether it's construction or practice of law, if you want to be a basketball player, 
don't wait until um, you've lost some opportunity. I think you'd be better off to get going on that. Identify what you want to do, the sort of a lifestyle you want to have with a career that you think you would enjoy, and then start your planning. If it's college, if it's technical school, if it's military, uh, get that stuff laid out now. Get going on it before you, the time is uh, slipping away because it moves quickly. All right. Um, thank you for your time. Once again, this is James May of MPTV and Mr. Hearn. Thank you. Thank you. Mary Persons also offers classes to prepare students for life in the business world. Let's check in with MPTV's Jessica Goodwin to learn more about the business education pathway. Hey guys, I'm Jessica with MC Schools Radio and today I'm interviewing Ms. Myers about her business class. Hello Ms. Myers, how are you? Hello, I'm doing good. What inspired you to become a business teacher? Um, well, I just saw the need to get students ready for the real world, for their careers and for college and got excited about joining the education field. What is your favorite part about teaching business? Well, I love teaching the kids skills and I love letting them see the value of what they're learning in the class and how it relates to real life. What skills do you teach students to prepare, prepare for jobs in the business field? Well, we learn how to write resumes, we learn how to interview, we learn how to um, work as a team. I know that's kind of like, you know, what everybody tries to teach their kids in other classes, but we really try to drill that in in the business classes and being leaders and actually learning skills like Excel, Word, um, Access, and they learn PowerPoint and some other platforms that are used in the business sector. Okay, what would you say is the most important skill? Well, here lately, the past few years, I've really felt like getting the kids to learn how to have a conversation. I think we lost that over the past few years for various reasons. I don't like to bring up COVID all the time for everything, but that really did shut down um, kids' means of having a conversation. So I really think that they need to learn that and working as a team because we kind of like got away from that too. So I really try to drill that in here lately in all my classes. Okay. What do you think is the highlight of your career here at Mary Persons? That is a big question. So personally, a highlight has been that I'm able to teach at the school that my son graduated from and that my daughter will graduate from next year. So that's been fun sharing the school with them and their experiences. But as a teacher, the highlight probably is um, helping my kids be successful so they graduate. Like I work really hard with some of my students that are struggling to graduate and I love seeing them walk across the field. And then when they come back afterwards or they email me afterwards and tell me how what they learned in my classes impacted their life. Yes. How does FBLA benefit students outside of the classroom? Um, FBLA has so many things to benefit students outside the classroom. Um, we wish that all MP students would join FBLA. There's a stigma that only business students can join it, but that's not true. All students can. They learn the skills that we learn in the classroom as well. So our business students kind of excel a little more because they're putting what they learn in the classroom to work in competitions with FBLA. But we also do things at our meetings and around the community to teach kids leadership and working together as a team, as well as some of the hard skills that we learn with Excel and um, giving speeches, presentations, um, job interview, and things like that. All right. 
Thank you. Well, it was nice talking to you. It was nice talking to you too. You may notice big changes when you head to the pit for football next fall. MPTV's Molly Rivers spoke with Roger Onstott about the stadium upgrade plan as well as other projects underway. Hey guys, I'm Molly. I'm a junior in high school and I'm part of MPTV. All right, can you introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Roger Onstott and I'm the facilities and maintenance coordinator with the Monroe County School System. All right, what does your job like do? Well, my job like it does everything. <laughs> Anything that touches school property, basically, I have responsibilities for, from athletic fields to school buildings to ag science buildings to if it touches school property, then I pretty much have a finger in there somewhere. All right. What does a typical day look like for you? Um, it depends on how many times the phone rings because it, it, it really... The, scale, the scope of my work can go from, you know, you have a stopped up toilet somewhere to doing million dollar structures and all the work that goes in between. So a lot of it is daily around the schools, athletic fields, and depending on what season, what sports going on, um, you know, school has become more year round and so it, it means that my job becomes even more year-round mm -hmm. so um, it just requires a, a, a lot on that end and and it, if the phone rings you go take care of that and then you work on the bigger projects as you get time all right can you tell us about any updates to the football stadium if there are any right now we're looking at building a concession stand and bathrooms and um, we're going to try to have it ready for the beginning of next football season that's the goal and unfortunately with covid and um, basically supply shortages it, it's hard to to put together a plan um, we're hoping to finalize everything as far as the contractor to do the work and um, then hopefully they start ordering supplies so that we can have everything on site and get started prior to the end of school. Um, uh, it's going to be located on the side where the, the, the home side. Um, it'll extend out into the corner of the ninth grade parking lot and then tie back into the existing fence line uh, down near the old concession stand or what will be the old concession stand. All right, and how long do you think that process will take? Well, the sooner we get started, the sooner we can get finished. We're, we're hoping to, to have it done by mid-August in that time frame and hopefully for the first home game be able to open it up. Um, you know, when construction, as you know with your daddy, yes. a lot of things <laughs> depend on weather and yes, the ability to get supplies. And quite honestly, you know, you, you, you want to do it within a certain amount of money and, um, you know, things are really uh, – tight right now with labor everybody's got more work than they know what to do with and yes. so the the numbers tend to rise and whether it's it's worth somebody's trouble to do the job or not yes. so pricing has to be a big part of it too yes all right can you tell us about any updates that involve um the tennis courts yeah we uh, originally had wanted to get started in the fall or yeah fall of last year and that just didn't come together and then we looked at uh you know maybe like in january but what i didn't want to do is is interrupt at least practice for the tennis team um it, you know it, there's they could still use the course to practice 
I don't think they're playable for competition. Uh, the base itself is completely gone, and, and when that happens, you know, I, I patched those tennis courts seven years ago and spent about $35,000 doing it. And, you know, you finally get to a stage where, you know, you just can't patch anymore. You just need to tear it out, mm -hmm. redo it, and the goal is to come in with new hard court surfaces and with lake hole surface and um, LED lighting. Uh, we're going to try to do the whole whole nine yards on it, make it make it what it needs to be, and uh, you know to represent what we want and expect out of our school system. And when do you see that starting? I'm hoping that March to April. You're also limited when you can do the work. Um, Temperature-wise, to do the, the finished surfaces, uh, your temperature needs to be above 40 degrees. Yeah. Um, and that was also a reason, like the January, February time frame, you really want those surfaces to have time to cure out and set up properly. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully we get started. The good thing about it is we're not pressed on time towards mm -hmm. the end. Tennis season won't come back in until until another year. Another year. Yeah. So, yeah, so we've got plenty of time to get it done and have it ready for next season, and we're looking forward to getting that completed. And how many courts do you all plan on having? We're gonna. It'll be the same number of courts, mm -hmm. but we'll resurface all of them, and, um, and and new lighting on all of them, as well as fencing the whole bit. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for asking me. Our Mary Persons girls basketball team has made it to the state playoffs for the first time in seven years. MPTV's Campbell Brown sat down with Coach Mack to get the inside scoop on the team. Your girls' basketball team made it to the state playoffs. When was the last time this has happened? Uh, the last time Mayor Person girls have made the state playoffs was the 2014-2015 season. And um, in that season, they were, I think they won like 22 games and uh, went into the region tournament as a, actually the number one seed, but were um, upset in the first round to a four seed to a team that had beat by 25-plus points during the year twice. So um, in relation to this year, it's kind of something that we're hoping for, uh, but on the opposite end. We, we've been beat by this team twice, uh, one time by three points, the, the next time by 20, which is not the same as what happened to that 2014-2015 season team. But um, that's been seven years ago since they made it. Okay, so how would you say their season has gone so far? Did you accomplish everything that you hoped for? Uh, I came into the year wanting to just win 11 games, and uh, – 11 is significant because that's the amount of games that we've won in the previous four years, which is the four years that I've been the head girls basketball coach here. And uh, fortunately, we did. Um, winning on Tuesday night gave us our 15th win on the year. And that win, um, I mean, did a, a lot for us, I mean, in, in terms of where we're at right now, because we that win secured our playoff bid. It's something that hasn't happened in seven years, and uh, more importantly, it happened to us. We beat a team that we haven't beaten this year. They beat us twice this year, one time by three points, another time by four. So that was that was big for the girls, not only making the playoffs, but beating someone that that we haven't beaten. How do state playoffs work? Do you advance through rounds? Yes, um, once you make, once you finish your region tournament, which is what we'll compete in on today, on Thursday and Friday, you um, will play today. If we win today, we'll advance from the semifinals to the championship. So. 
that'll place us in the first or second place game. If we lose today, we'll advance to pretty much the finals, but the finals of the third and fourth place game. So if we win both games, we're, we're number one seed. If we lose both games, we're the number four seed. And that determines who we play from the next region we're paired up against. So if we're the four seed, we'll play the one seed from the next region. Or if we're the, we're the, we're the three seed, we play the two or vice versa. If we're one, we play four. If we're two, we play three. Okay. Now that you all have made it this far, how will it interfere with track since you are coaching that as well? Um, I guess it's a, a good thing because I've never been in this situation to interfere with the, uh, a spring sport because, as I said, we, we haven't been at this point um, in a while. But um, I think our first track meet is in two weeks. So um, in two weeks is also when the state playoffs start. Next week is a, technically an off week for us because our region tournament is a week before everybody else's. So uh, next week, lots of other teams around the state will be competing in their region tournament. So that's actually a benefit for us that I can actually give the girls time off, kind of rest. If anybody's kind of got bumps and bruises, they can kind of sit down a little bit. Uh, or we can go scout. I can go watch other teams play. But as far as track, I mean – the girl's going to be late, <laughs> but they deserve it, though. They deserve it. Okay, thank you. All right. Before we go this morning, we want to remind you about a few events happening at the Monroe County Fine Arts Center this week. Hubbard Elementary School presents the Lion King Kids for one night only at the Fine Arts Center. The show starts at 6 p.m. on Tuesday, March 1st. Tickets are $5. The Mary Persons Chorus will have a mid-semester concert on Thursday, March 3rd. The free concert starts at 7 p.m. Then Saturday, March 5th, Mark Lowry takes the stage for an evening of music and comedy. Hello, Mark Lowry here, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm coming to Forsyth, Georgia. That's Saturday, March 5th at the Monroe County Fine Arts Center at 7.30 p.m. And I'm not coming alone. I'm bringing the sound with me. A dad and his two sons that are going to bless your heart. They're amazing singers. We're going to have a great time that night. That is Saturday, March 5th in Forsyth, Georgia at the Monroe County Fine Arts Center. I will see you there. Go to marklowry.com slash tour for more information. Tickets are available on our website, monroefinearts.org. Again, that's monroefinearts.org. The show starts Saturday night at the Fine Arts Center. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.